everyone slept on Piccolo. Yeah. I haven't seen the new movie. Oh, see, you got it because Ooh. I feel like it does a really good job of like tying old DBZ fans okay. to like this new DBZ verse. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it kind of bridges the two. And the style that they did, the animation is like pretty clean. Okay. Like, it looks cool. And, um, some of those characters, old characters, again, they, they get that come up and where it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, and honestly, with, uh, with like, Gohan, I feel like they just kind of, they robbed him. They robbed him. Like, it was obvious he was supposed to, like, take over the show. Yeah. They brought Goku back and then just threw him with this, gave him glasses. And, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't fight. He's a scientist now. Which is interesting because in the movie, he finally gets his, his power up, which is cool because all those Gohan fans that were like, oh, right, yeah. let's, let's do this, like... Now he's got it. So, yeah, it was nice. super okay. cool. Yeah, I got to check it out. Um, George, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely, man. Thank today. you for having me. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing jujitsu, and what got you started. Yeah, so I've been training for the last, I think, like 18 years, since 2006. So I got into jujitsu after high school, uh, or like, you know, when I was ending, ending my high school career. Um, yeah. But me and my friend were getting in fights all the time in high school. Okay. We were like bad kids. So like bullied or yeah. bullying no, other I was people? Bullying. Oh, you was a bully. Dude, I was a okay. bad person. At least I felt that way anyway. <laughs> I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they're like those things were that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was like, man, we're getting in fights all the time. Like, let's just get better at fighting. Let's learn how to like, if we're going to get in fights, we might as well be better at it, right? Yeah. yeah um, sure. And so we, we signed up at this jujitsu gym. We're like, all right, this jujitsu gym has Muay Thai. Let's... Let's do like MMA. Let's do UFC, bro. You know? And so we were like, let's do it. And man, the three years that went by real quick. Mm -hmm. And guess what the only move I learned how to do was? Armbar? Tap. <laughs> I learned how to tap. That's it. I just got tapped out. Over and over and over again. I just tapped. And all that ego, all that confidence, all that humble. You um, just get okay. smashed. Yeah. Sculpted. Um, so for me, that's what got me in jiu-jitsu, but that's not mm -hmm. why I stayed in jiu-jitsu. Okay. It's really like that self-expression and meditation aspect okay. of jiu-jitsu and kind of sculpting. So yeah, I've been doing jiu-jitsu since 2006. It's been a really good journey, I think, okay. for me. So you're, you're more into the martial arts side of it then? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a competitor. Okay. I don't compete. Uh, I think that's good for everyone. For me, jiu-jitsu is like five issues. I leave it on the mat. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when I walk off, I feel better. Okay. And that to me is like that outlet is all, is all I need and all I want. Okay. Um, and the community aspect I think is so fantastic, right? Like being here, right? Making friendships, making genuine yes. connections, being authentic, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things to me are super important. So uh, like that's why I continue and stick okay. around the sport. So that's a little bit of my uh, jujitsu uh, personal side. I work in uh, mental health field. Oh, nice, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've spent the last like half of my life basically giving back as much as I can to helping kids who are like me. Um, so troubled youth essentially. That's... Um, so right now I work at a nonprofit who, you know, deals with, uh, children and families in need. So kids who are getting taken away from their parents, trying mm -hmm. to reunite with their parents. It's like crisis intensive mental health services. So yeah. it's pretty cool. So I need that jujitsu aspect yeah. as a compartmentalization, as an outlet. It's a, all right, man, this, <laughs> they sucked. Man. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. You, you, I want to touch on two things you yeah. said, just like, Cause for me, it's the same thing. I don't yeah. compete. I don't compete a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a gym. I wasn't going for like two months and I just yeah. felt like day after day, I was just getting more like angry. Yeah. Um, so the, it is that outlet for you to be able to just go leave it all on the mat and yeah. leave it where it's at. Yeah. And then like giving back, I was a little, I was a little different. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like mean or anything but i was a standoffish kid and then like football like like you said whenever i, I came in i'm just gonna run through everybody in here nah it was a it's a bad time, <laughs> it's a bad time. <laughs> yeah it's a bad time yeah um for me actually relate the um social work aspect that you're talking about is because mm -hmm. i was a foster kid and my whole not my whole life but i've always felt like an underdog and i've always felt like no one cared about me yeah and that's with parents and that's with family structures and still feeling like no one cared about me. And they're always looking for, I guess, a hero. It's like, who's going to invest in me? Who's going to care about me? Yeah. So I like that you're doing that for other yeah, people. Yeah, and that's what I wish I had. Because I don't think yeah. I would have gone down the same path if I had okay. some of those uh, figures in my life. Now, I have had really great mentors. Mm -hmm. And they've been at pivotal points in my life where I needed them. And I, like, really had someone. But 
I definitely would have taken maybe less time to get on this path that yeah. I'm in this, like, I feel like this better path if I had someone earlier. So like for me, all I'm looking to do is try to be like that person to, to like one person. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, uh, if I can, again, help people along their journey, that's why I like teaching, yeah. um, you know, in, in jujitsu and then off the mat, I try to be like a teacher and like as at least a role model in, in, my authentic life right yeah um then i can pay it forward and that's like all i'm good with okay dope dope um so i don't know if, i don't even i haven't told dj this so huge anime fan it will the piccolo <laughs> shoes man i, I put <laughs> two and two together gonna tip off a little bit. <laughs> yeah you you gotta you gotta know some anime to even pick up that those are piccolo shoes oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. as soon as i seen the little orange like stripes on the side i was like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know where that's from i know where that's from yeah that's awesome. So, have you are you watching like a lot of animes like right now? So, I watched a bunch. Right, I, I went through a phase of like just like anything and everything. I would watch it, and now I feel like everything's so predictable that it takes a lot for me to want to like invest in a show. Like you know, when something becomes like too mainstream, it's like eh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of boring. Like Attack on Titan, everyone's on Attack on Titan kick, right? I think Attack on Titan is great. But is it the best thing since sliced bread? No. No, no. right? It's good. I, I have my issues with Attack on Titan just because like, I felt like it started off really good. And then it got to that last season, part one through 27. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not just investing my time and effort. And like, it's a money grab. Yeah. So that they lost me. They lost yeah. me. Yeah. And, and it's cool. Like, like Demon Slayer. I love Demon Slayer. Like, I'm a huge mm. Demon Slayer fan. Oh, right? Yeah. Um, so there's some new stuff that's like has come out in the last couple of years, Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Ooh, it's getting, we're getting like into the some good stuff. So yeah, for sure, I, I still watch stuff, but it just I'm a little bit more of a like a critic when it comes to like what I what I watch. But I watch it for okay. sure. I hate Jujutsu Kaisen on principle. Yeah, it's because everyone likes it. No, because it's called Jujutsu and there's <laughs> no Jujutsu in but it. But it's spelled Juju. It's, yeah, you know, so I don't know. I don't even know what that <laughs> even means, but it's not jujitsu. I held, I held the same like kind of like man. If I don't see an armbar in five minutes, I'm off. <laughs> but it, but it, the fights are really good. It's okay. So I mean, if like, you, if you haven't seen that movie that came out, I haven't. No, that movie, zero, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Zero is like if you give zero a chance, like you're gonna be a fan of the of the anime. I feel like yeah. At first, I was mad because I was like, where all, where's where's you where's the main character and then like as i started to figure out more about yeah. it don't fuck about that main character <laughs> well <laughs> just wait until you get caught up on the manga right because oh, so then i am i am so I you know am. what's it's, up it's crazy oh, it's yeah. getting it crazy. popping off oh yeah I don't. I don't want to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to get him. I may or may not watch it. Oh no, you I'm on. I, he's got me on Trigon right now. Trigon, what's Dude. that one? Trigon. You've never seen Trigon. No. So there's like I was telling uh, Jason like there's a holy trinity of like things I'd recommend to someone. It's like Trigon first. Like I think it's just such an amazing anime. Uh, Ninja Scroll and then Akira. Like those are okay. like you, you gotta watch like all those things because it was set in a time before like anime was like super popular, super mainstream. It was like where. Um, you know, these are like the progenitor shows, like shows now draw inspiration from these ones. So, um, Trigun is like a kind of episodic space opera, almost like in the genre of Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Ooh, Star, okay. where you're getting into that yeah. like nineties good stuff anime, um, okay. like Toonami style of just like, man, this is just like good, 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 everything, good story, good animation. Everything. So that's, that's where I found anime was yeah. Toonami and my, fir- my first yeah. one was Roni Kenshin. I don't, do you remember that one? I only saw Dragon Ball Z on Tsunami. Bro, Roni Kenshin, um, they just made the live action for it. Not One Piece, yeah. the other one, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those those every day had me captivated from 8 to 9.30. <laughs> from 8 to 9.30. Me too. Tsunami was was it. You know, that was, that was the first thing. But my first exposure to anime was Trigun. And that's why it's like, it holds a special place in my heart because it was just like, the the floodgates opened after that like okay now i gotta like watch the next thing you know is it is it on funimation um i'm sure it is it's on it's on hulu uh yeah. for sure i'm gonna watch that I'm yeah watch it dragon and ninja scroll ninja scroll is a graphic one but it's like it's like oh, peak, yeah. like good stuff but yeah uh, i mean it might be it might be worth checking out i'm gonna check i i want them to remake dead man wonderland because they never finished that one either i know in, in that was a good show 
I mean, I, it was a good manga too. So the dude went into a coma, and then in the show, by the time he woke up from the coma, they killed off characters he needed, so they just canceled. They just grabbed a show. Oh, wow. Wait, what dude. anime was this? Dead Man Wonderland. I've okay. Let's, let's just yeah, that one's good. Oh, that one's a short season. You'll love that shit. Yeah, see that one. See, I'm worried that's gonna happen to Hunter Hunter because Ooh. Hunter Hunter has been going on forever, and I'm like invested. Berserk too. Oh, what happened dude. with Berserk? So Creator I've, died. I've never seen Berserk, but Hunter Hunter, so I'm on the other side. I think it's one of the most overrated yeah. anime. Really? So okay. It has parts that I like. The Chimera yeah. Ant arc lit. Yeah. Um, the one the, the arc where they're in the video game. The Greed I, Island. Yeah. I hated it, and it's so long. It is long. And then the whole his Hisoka being like a, a child pervert <laughs> just kills, kills him. <laughs> you love her, <laughs> I like Hisoka because he's like he's just like this over hyper lot hyper you know realized like kind of character and uh, like I don't know I like that I I like him. I, I liked his fights and then like there was just one scene where they were in the woods and he just did some, he was like watching he was like following and going and he like made yeah. this weird noise and then I was like yo hey this is kind of weird and then a couple episodes later I was like wait what's this dude on yeah and yeah he just weirded me out he, he's special but if you look at him from like his fights from like a fighter he's like super eccentric he's this eccentric clown kind of character okay and so but like from a tactician point of view, he's like Jeez. so smart. He's like a savant. Okay. And so it's like he, as a person, he's kind of like a little creepy, like weird, right? Because he's always looking like, go, you know, Goku for like that next stronger opponent. So he's like yeah. cultivating these kids to be his next stronger opponent. Okay. So for him, he's like, you know, makes sense. But to, for an outsider, it's like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, what are you grooming these kids? Like, what are you really doing? Uh, oh, okay. You know? So I was thinking like, is he like the pervy sage in Naruto? Because <laughs> you guys are creepy. Not that bad, but, but there's some aspects, I guess, he, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, Pervy Sage is directed towards, like, adult women, and his yeah. is directed towards kids. And it comes off weird, but it's about fighting. It's not. It's okay. Yeah, no, like, he just wants the best opponent. He wants, like, these kids to get good, so they give, give him a challenge. Because he has, uh, he's, like, okay. you know, no one's challenging him anymore. You know? That's, I get that feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling. You, 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 some similar you went through, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, just being at other gyms before, um, you know, Sometimes you end up the big fish in a small pond, and it's like, I need everyone else to get better so I can get better. So I get, yeah. I kind of get what you're saying yeah. about that character. It's like, yeah. if I can make everyone else better, then I can get better. So, so uh, you you own Forge, yeah? No, 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 no. Misfits. Right? Oh, you own Misfits. So I don't own no, Misfits. No, 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 no. I'm one of the head instructors at Misfits. Okay. So it's funny because like, um, I get that like asked a lot, like, oh, are you an owner of Misfits? Because I'm like very vocal about Misfits and. Um, so it's funny cause misfits is like plural, right? It's not just one misfit. It's like, it's pretty much a collective of people who come from different gyms, um, who didn't have a place or a home, you know, and we basically like created this environment, right. And cultivated this environment of like, Hey, if you don't have a place, come train with us. You're like a vibe come yeah. through. Um, so it's very open and like open borders basically. Yeah, so the first time I met you, I had been at the I had been at A side for like three weeks. Yeah, and I still wasn't. I was still like shy, not talking to anyone. <laughs> so when they're like, "Everyone go to Misfits," I was like, "I barely know my way around town. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm about to check that out." Yeah, yeah, dude, we got a big event next weekend. Come through. Yeah, it's on my list. So if you want to roll with me, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big potluck we'll is gonna be sick. Big open mat. Okay, yeah, I'll be there. You know, you know, we love our food. Oh, uh, it's gonna be good. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy cooks. I love food, but I'm trying to I'm trying to you know get back into that competition shape before before me and my lady got together. So I'm trying to like taper back. But it's fair. just gotta add more gym days. Yeah. <laughs> You've been. I got a question for you, and then this wasn't on our list, but it's about injuries. You've been doing this for twenty years. Like, have you had any major injuries? Have you? How do you keep yourself from getting injured? Things like yeah, that. I've, I've had a few. So I'd say back in the day mm -hmm. people weren't doing a lot of leg locks we had a guy who come who came through to our gym um who like knew some leg locks and was really interested in leg locks and so we didn't know anything we never trained them mm -hmm. we didn't know you know what a basic ankle lock looked like a toe hold was like super foreign a heel hook was like you know mind-blowing right so um this individual would train 
and he would, you know, utilize these leg locks, but there was no restraint. There was just like, I'm going to take it and I'm going to rip it. Yeah. And okay. so I've gotten my ankles like pretty badly hurt because I didn't really have opportunities to even tap. Okay. Same with these toe holds, right? Like you really, if you've ever had a toe apply to you, you don't know what the breaking pressure is until it's really too late. Yeah. So I've, I've had my kind of, my knees hurt a little bit, had my ankles hurt a little bit. Uh, and then the same individual decided to get me in the truck. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that position. Yes. Um, 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 going from half guard, can you dive over your shoulder, roll around to take the back? Right, yeah. Oh, or okay. from turtle where you have one hook in, you roll over, you pull them over to the side. Okay. But basically your legs are in the air, kind of like here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this person like basically pulled my leg and then double stomped and ripped my groin. Oh. So I was out for, uh, I was out for a while with that. So... Those are, those are my main biggest injuries. And then a few years ago, I uh, had a guy land on my finger and basically jammed it mm -hmm. where I couldn't make a fist for like two years. And I was a huge, like prolific spider guard lasso player yeah. and I couldn't play my game at all. So I had to like change my entire game. Um, but those are like the main injuries. So I, okay. how do I prevent getting injured at this point? Um, and what I attempted to do is um, I play very reactive, like proactive kind of guard. Okay. I don't let my face get smashed. I don't let people like just put a huge amounts of pressure on me. I'm always trying to like move okay. and move intelligently. And I yeah. think that that prevents like so many injuries. Okay. And then also uh, the game that I currently play, which is a lot of like lapel work and lapel guards. It's so nice because I can like slow the pace down okay. and that prevents injuries for me. Okay. Because, you know, you come in and someone has D1 wrestling experience or whatever, or they're a bigger, stronger guy, and they come at you with a huge intensity. It's like, do I want to match that intensity, or do I want to bring the intensity down? For me, it's always been bringing the intensity back down. Okay. And then now it's like a technique game, and then I don't get hurt. Okay. And I like that. That's awesome. So, like, from what I'm, what I'm understanding, jiu-jitsu's brought a lot of evolution for you, just kind of Life the, humbling, the humbling aspect of it. And then, like... I know a lot of people who have had to abandon spider guard because of like a similar injury. Was that like a difficult process for you or whatever it happened? Were you just ready to accept it and just moved on? So I don't do a lot of regrets in life. I actually don't feel like I regret anything. Okay. I mean, I've had things where, you know, I, maybe I wish played out differently, but I like don't regret something. So it's like, I don't spend a whole lot of time dwelling on what could have been or what should have been. It's like, I just move on. So for me, um, I've always played a lot of like lapel guards, like Keenan Cornelius, huge inspiration. Okay. Uh, does a lot of like lapel guards, uh, worms, squid, those things when that was were first being created, like I was trying to play them, but my professor would always be like, Hey, you need to, you need to go back to your fundamentals. And I was like, <laughs> all right, but I like this fancy stuff. What about the Barambolo? Have you heard of that? And he's like, no, what about the, you know, knee slice, like, go yeah. Back. And so, um, for me, it's like, this was an opportunity as soon as I got my black belt and he said, Hey, like you can do whatever you want. I was like, all right, cool. So this, I, this, I used, I used it as a springboard to now like, okay, I can't play spider. It's mm -hmm. my bread and butter. I can't play lasso. All right. So let's try this lapel work that I picked up you okay. know, years ago and I got to develop that. So now it's like, okay. been that's, on that journey for a while. That's pretty cool. Have you ever gone to Legion? Yeah. Um, I've, I've been actually not to Legion directly, but I've gotten to train, train with, uh, with Keenan before, um, at six blades, I went to a seminar, but I, one of my goals is a big open mat event to go down to Legion, like take a big crew and we're going to go through. That's what I want to do. Yeah, so I trained with Keenan. I had a short stint at Legion. I trained with Keenan and like whenever I first got into jujitsu, it was like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. So he was still big and I'd only see him on TV and I was like, he's a normal size guy. Yeah. No, he's tall. He's like six eight, six yeah, seven. Dude. He's he's huge. He's, he's huge, and he he had me like folded in a cradle with my lapel, and like from that day forward, the respect for him was just like so high. Yeah, he, that whole that whole squad down there. There's another black belt at at Legion. Mm -hmm. Super tiny dude. Mm -hmm. I every time I seen him, I shook in my boot. <laughs> like. like uh, he has like a really hard last name, Br Bravowski or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, terrifying. Mm, well, terrifying. I gotta get down there now. I've only been there once for a seminar, a Nikki Rod seminar. That's the only time I've been down there. So, yeah. but never really experienced Legion other than that. Those guys are killers, bro. I did want to ask you about your jujitsu philosophy. Um, what what is that, and how do you go about approaching that in your um, everyday teaching formats? 
Yeah. So for me, my the closest thing I have to a philosophy, I think, is like be better than the day, you know, the previous day. Mm-hmm. And for me, that, that kind of goes into jujitsu, like how I teach. Okay. Um, because like I'm always trying to scaffold or build like a good foundation for people, and yeah. then I layer on top. So for me, it's super important that um, we're always trying to just be better than we started. Okay. And a lot of times that develops confidence a lot easier. People like uh, are a little bit more receptive to, to new things, uncomfortable things, if you kind of give them the foundation to do so. So for me, it's always like, again, being better than you were before. Okay. And then there's this other concept of like iron sharpening iron, which is like super important to me where it's like you come into life, but you know, let's say on the mats uh, as like this like, you know, chunk of iron and you really get kind of shaped through, re- you know, repetition and practice with someone else. And it really kind of allows you to sculpt who you want to be, not only in your game, but in your outside life too. So I incorporate that in my training as well. It's like, I know for me, it's de- developing relationships. It's developing a connection. It's like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Okay. And then that, you know, will, you know, affect how I teach you. Right. Cause if yeah. you want to be a competitor, all right, well, then you're going to kind of go into this kind of track. If you want to be a hobbyist, you know, you just want to come to chill out. All right, then yeah. cool. So that, that's kind of how I use that philosophy to kind of govern how, how I teach other people. Okay. And you, would you say that it's important, especially for white belts, to know which route they want to go? I don't think you have as... to rush. Okay. I think your, your route can change at any point, right? Hmm. Because okay. I think competing when you're a white belt is probably what I would recommend just because you get a chance to see where you're at. And I only competed once as a white okay. belt. I won my first match, lost my second match. And I was like, you know what? It's not really for me. And that was an important distinction that I needed to make because it, it did kind of change the path that I was on. But I don't think there's uh, a straight line in jujitsu. Okay. I really feel like it's what's your line, whatever that looks like. That can be a curve, that can be a circle, it could be whatever. Um, so no, I don't think there's a, a specific time frame that you have to like decide what path you're on, but it does help your instructor. Okay. If I know what path you're trying to go for at the moment, because yeah. then I can gear your training a little bit better or I can, you know, um, push the intensity for you or, yeah. or dial back the intensity for you. Okay. Do you speak with your students often as far as what their goals are? In all, that? all the time. I mean, like for me, I'm, I consider a lot of my students, my friends too. Yeah. Um, so you know, I talk to them outside of the mat, right? Yeah. Off the mat, like, hey, how's it going? Like, what's going on? Or even, you know, on off off times on, on social media or something. But I'm always checking in to see, like, what's going on with people. And that, to me, it just feels like makes the teaching you easier, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so go, kind of, like, jumping back to Misfits, um, you said it's a bunch of people that, like, develop, like, came together and started a gym like what got you into teaching and what made you want to join this like this group of people that are just trying to like build like what what was the defining moment that you're like yeah i want to be a coach yeah i think that's a great question so when our gym during the the pandemic um basically was like shut down we tried like an online program so previously so i was like a brown belt at the time um i would i would help out people like uh as much as i could uh, which I always did. I always thought like helping people was like, okay, cause like someone did that for me. Right. If I yeah. was like, Hey, like how did you do this arm bar? And someone took the time to, to teach me. I thought that was like really cool. So I always, I've always done that. Like if someone asked me a question, I've always tried to go out of my way to, to help you. Um, and then when our, again, our school kind of had to shut down, we tried to do like an online program and, um, I took over that online program for, for our professor. And, um, we, you know, we had our jujitsu dummies and we were teaching, we had our class. It was yeah. cool, you know, for what it was. Um, but I really enjoyed that, like seeing that progress that the students that I was really working with on a, on a weekly basis, like see them like progress. And so when, um, we started training, when I started training, um, at Misfits, um, in Jimmy's garage, right. Little, little, you know, a little mat, maybe it fits like six people, um, what I really enjoyed was having the opportunity to kind of work with people and, and see, you know, what do they, what are their goals? What do they, you know, what do they want to work on? And for me, I think that's kind of what's led me to teach is like just seeing that like positive feedback. I really enjoy like seeing someone have a goal and smash through that goal. Mm -hmm. Such a good feeling. So rewarding. So I don't think there's one singular defining moment. I've, again, I've spent like more than half my life trying to just help other people. So like jujitsu is just a natural thing for me to help someone in because I'm passionate about it. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I don't think there was one defining. It's just like in general, I always am trying to like help people if they want to listen without getting too preachy. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of that is the balance of not getting yeah. too preachy. It's a fine line. Yeah, I I only like if if someone asks me, I'll I'll help them. Yeah. I'm not because I've had issues in other gyms where they kind of rub people the wrong way yeah. just to tell them. So if they ask me, I'll teach them. But that's my end goal for jujitsu. I eventually do want to open my own, my own gym and teach. Just because my father wasn't like around, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of football coaches and basketball coaches who put me on the right track. And I kind of and how I want to give back is I want to be that for someone else yeah. mm-hmm. when the time comes. Yeah, so I, I respect that a lot. I like that. That's that's kind of the same thing. I mean, I, I had I had a stepdad who came in, but. Um, it's kind of damage already done for my real father not being around. You know, it's that dynamic of figuring out a new man coming into the picture. So I never had any mentors or coaches. So I, like you were saying, I want to be that person that I wish somebody was for me or something like that. And that's kind of what I'm looking to do. So that's why coaching is my path. Yeah, it's like the it's like the quickest path, right, to to being able to help someone, yeah. right? Um, like. When I was first, you know, growing up, I wanted to join, like, the police department. I wanted to join, like, the FBI. I thought, like, oh, X-Files is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. So I was like, let's, let's do something in law enforcement. And then as I kind of got older and I started seeing, like, okay, where's, like, this point this, like, of change that someone can make? Yeah. And I was like, eh, it's not really at that kind of, uh, you know, restorative justice, justice aspect. It's really maybe even earlier. It's, like, really it's for kids. It's yeah. Like, it's being mm-hmm. a child. Uh, it's when you kind of can make the most change. So for me, it's like, I figured it was like, okay, troubled teens is like, that's the point where it's like, you could go down either path. Yeah. And at jujitsu, you can do the same thing. There's also multiple paths. And if you have someone there who's like guiding you, you can have a good jujitsu experience or a terrible jujitsu experience. Yeah. Right. Because jujitsu inherently is, is very difficult. Yeah. People come in, like we said, we came in with this expectation that we're just going to smash through people mm-hmm. or like, you know, be more successful than we were and we weren't. Mm-hmm. And now if your coach kind of doesn't foster that and kind of like makes you feel bad. Yeah. Right. Then you're like, I'm out of here. Right. How many <laughs> of those people are just like you, they're there, you know, the free week trial people and they never come back. Yeah. So for me, it's like being a coach, you're right. That's the point where if you have a good experience, you're going to be there for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what I would like to do. Yeah, touching on the people that like try it and never come back. I always tell people to try different schools. Like, don't just take jujitsu at one school and think like, oh, that's it. Because everyone has different teaching styles. Everyone has different communication styles, and it could just be that that gym's not your communication style. Exactly, and that's what you know. We were talking, Jason and I were talking earlier um, about kind of like different schools that you can go to. And and for me, we were never allowed to cross train when I first learned jujitsu. It was like you're a traitor. Like, this is not okay. And when our gym shut down, it was like, well, now I have to cross train if I want to do something that I love. And so it forced me out of my comfort zone into that kind of yucca zone of like, man, I got to do it. So for the last, you know, several years, maybe three or four years, all I've done is kind of cultivated our cross training community. So this last year, we went to like 13 different gyms where we did events at where Misfits went to another gym and rolled with other people from that gym. And so it's like for us, open borders are so important. Yeah. Okay. That's no, that's pretty awesome. That's what I like about the Globetrotters. I think we even yeah. talked about that too, is that they kind of have this open borders. Yeah, I love And we're a Globetrotter affiliate, so okay. it's like you sign up and you basically can train anywhere in a Globetrotter affiliate for a week for free. Anywhere mm. in the world. Oh. No. It's amazing. Everyone okay. should be a glow chatter. How does sure. so you can? I think I saw that you could do that without even being part of a gym. You could just do yep. it as an individual. Yeah, you can even get promoted through glow chatters, which is really? kind of cool. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's very awesome, very cool, uh, cool situation. I, I definitely like that because I've moved a lot. I've been to so many gyms, so mm-hmm. many different places. Um, I have my home gym uh, back in my hometown. I do eventually, like, no matter where I'm at. When the time comes, if I'm lucky enough to get my black belt, I'd like it to be through them. But the I feel like the progression is something that I've had to sacrifice in order to learn these different techniques and go to different gyms. And yeah. so that that's a cool that's a cool thing to offer because some a lot of people do like gym gym hopping. Yeah. And that's also kind of we were talking about the gym, and I was saying like I knew that by leaving the gym I was at that my progression in jiu-jitsu was definitely going to slow down. It was, I knew it was already going to slow down based upon what had already happened, but I knew 
leaving, then it's like, oh, well, I don't know when I'm getting promoted now. It's just going to be whenever it happens. So it is nice to hear that there's something like Globetrotters out there for someone like me who does do contract work and travel, that there's hopefully a chance to get promoted sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have a process. I think you like even says on their kind of website of like what it looks like to go mm-hmm. through. But I mean, it's, it is an option. And I think it's important for people to have that kind of option. Because that's what, like, jujitsu for me, like, you're saying, like, you can go to any school, try different communication styles, different coaching. Like, that's so important. Because, like, at Misfits, we're a collective. We have a lot of different black belts, totally different styles, totally different games. But you can learn from each of us something entirely different. Yeah. And be exposed to something that you normally wouldn't be exposed to. And I think that that alone is, is so powerful. And that's another reason why I just love our, you know, community so much is because, like, it's taken, you know, taken me, let's say, 18 years to learn, you know, this kind of style, this move or whatever it is. Yeah. But if I taught it to you, man, doesn't it save you 18 years of your life that you didn't have to worry about? Like, how yes. nice is that? <laughs> yes. Right? And so if every person does that, that's like that shortcut to your progression. Yeah insane what what's really cool about misfits is uh he's at henzo's right now um is you guys have muay thai yes and that's one of the draws for me for henzo's and a draw for uh misfits for me as well is just that muay thai having that element within a jiu-jitsu gym i think is very important because i've for me this has always been about self-defense so Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're not trading striking either with your grappling or separately, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing yourself a disservice when it comes to self-defense because you don't know what it's like to take a punch or how to yeah. defend that. Yeah, my first thing that I ever did was Muay Thai, right? Really? At the school okay. that I joined was oh, Muay Thai. No. I did okay. Muay Thai for three or four years before I left um, to go to college. And um, I loved it. It was really cool. But I loved jiu-jitsu more. And so for me, it was like I felt like the – complexity of jiu-jitsu was so much more alluring like the okay. like picking and choosing your game and, and styles w- was just like what i was more interested in and i felt like i reached a peak of like all right i kind of understand these combos and these setups i just have to do those combos and setups okay but jiu-jitsu i felt like for me was more expensive but i do agree it's super important to do both and always be mindful of like man i can get punched um, because we had these exercises in class yeah. where we could slap someone, right? Like with an you know, open palm. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd be surprised how quick you're like, all right, I don't want to play guard anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like as soon as someone can stab you, you're not barren bowling anymore. You know oh, what I mean? So, yeah. so it's, it's really important, I think, to, to kind of always be mindful of that yeah. and to train that. Um, but, you know. No. So. He, the fact that you said that is funny because um, I love jujitsu, but where jujitsu has progressed to where everyone's trying to heel hook and smell my feet all day, I find it kind of weird because from a self-defense standpoint, you're actually really vulnerable like that. Because if I can get to a point where I can stand up and you're still like that, you're going to take some really tough punches. And if you look at like the UFC, mm-hmm. there's only like two heel hook finishes ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think that adding the slapping aspects makes you second second guess how you want to progress your game. Yeah. Yeah. Because whether you're a hobbyist or not, when you're in that situation, it's going to kick in. And you don't want to be heel hooking someone while they're trying to to stab you. Yeah. And I literally just reposted uh, a post about um, Mikey uh, Musumeci was saying, like, how he's tired of people, like, kind of crap talking, guard pulling, and butt scooting. Because this is a sport. He's coming from a, from a sports jiu-jitsu yeah. point of view. Um, from a self-defense point of view, yeah, you probably don't necessarily want to pull guard. Yeah. But there are merits where it's like, I might, you know, I just might not hang out there that long. That's the difference, I think. So, like, some in the UFC where you see these finishes like for the leg locks, and they're just spending too long, right? And then yeah. the, the, the setup is there. It's like, but in self-defense, I'm ripping this heel hook. And then I'm dipping out because now you can't walk or like, you know, so I think, yeah, for sure. This is a fine line. So you, st- so you started off in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. What, what was the draw for you originally from Muay Thai? So I thought boxing, super limited, right? You can't throw your kicks. You're only mm-hmm. using half the body. Yeah. So it was like, all right, let's add legs. All right, we're in kickboxing. Yeah. Now Muay Thai, we're adding elbows, we're adding knees. Wow, the art of eight limbs. Okay. Nine for some people, you know. Um, Wait, nine. Well, it's a joke. The head? Headbutt? No, it's oh. another one. Other leg. Oh. Yeah. 
Coke. <laughs> How do you use that? I don't, you know what? You know, whatever. It's eight for me. You know? <laughs> um, but to me, the draw was like, hey, like now I can use all of my body. That's more okay. comprehensive. I think that that's, I mean, you can use your head for sure. Um, but to me, that was like, well, I got to use everything. Yeah. I have it. I got to use it. I'm a smaller person at the time. I was like 120 pounds maybe. Like so okay. wet. Yeah. Like I was a small person. Everyone was bigger than me. Like I didn't use my legs and I only relied on punching. I'm limited. Yeah. So for me, it was like I started with that because I thought that would give me the most comprehensive base. And then the jiu-jitsu aspect is like, all right, now I'll, you know, all these fights go to the ground. That was my experience anyway. So let's get better with that. So to me, it was like those two okay. really give you this foundation of like, all right, I'm, I, feel, I feel confident on my feet. I feel confident if I went to the ground. I feel like I can protect myself in, in the situation. I carry myself with a little bit more confidence. Okay. Do you, um, do you do any other sort of martial arts cross training within your jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai or is it yeah. just Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu? So I, I only did Muay Thai for those like four years and then I kind of left it. I was like, okay. all right. So I'm, you're not doing it right I'm now. I'm currently not doing okay. any Muay Thai, although I should because okay. uh, the, the cardio aspect of it is amazing. But for me, I knew my limitations was like, if I get punched in the face, like, I don't really like that, you know? And, and even, if, even, yeah, I just can't. You know, uh, I just can't do it. So for me, it's like Muay Thai is great. I'll probably do more Muay Thai. It's my goal. Yeah. I want to, I want to, uh, do, do a little bit more, but I mean, I'm just happy with jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I kind of feel, I don't want to, we were talking about this, uh, one of our last podcasts is like elbows to the ear, getting kicked, leg kicks. We don't want any of that. I don't want to get hit in the face. I don't want any brain damage, but I do believe that. I'm not going to learn this stuff and learn how to protect myself if I don't throw myself in a fire and do it. So I guess that's what I'm doing. And it depends, though, because not all schools are going to have you spar right away. Like our school, there's like the sparring is there if people want to do it. But like it's really not the focus. It's like mitt work. It's like, you know, uh, a lot of okay. shadow boxing. Like, you're, you're really not just getting punched in the head. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like you're really trying to work technique and combos and, and learning how to use, move your body in like, you know, three dimensional space. So, uh, it's even easier before when I was first doing what I was like, all right, we're sparring people were, you know, getting punched a little bit more and it's like a little bit more live. Yeah. Um, but this is the approach that I miss. It's, it's like really scaling it to like making sure you understand how to use it before you do any of that kind of stuff. So okay. I like that. So I, I'd feel pretty good about that, but uh, yeah, man, taking a leg kick, my friend just the other day, I was like messing around. He's like, all right, leg kick me. And I was like, all right. And then he checked my leg kick. And I thought, I was like, what? Like, that hurts. <laughs> and I <laughs> left a big bump on my leg. And it still hasn't gone away. And you checked it. Yeah, he checked my leg kick. And I was like, oh, I thought we were messing around. And he's like, he checked my leg kick. And he's like, do it again. I was like, all right. Let me beat you up. Dude. And he checks it again. I was like, well, yeah, what are you doing, man? I thought we were just playing. Yeah, no. Leg kicks, I'm not about it. So I, I'm actually like barely jumping into Muay Thai right now. I've been, I wanted to for so long and now I'm like getting into it. I've been leg kicked once, didn't, didn't like it, but I've always been kind of like a Neanderthal for lack of a better word. I liked football because I got to hit people and people got like, it was just fun to me. Yeah. yeah. And like Muay Thai, I think it's going to be like that second coming of that because I've, yeah. I've like missed that aspect. Um. But fuck, I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> that's why you got to learn the clench, man. That's the thing. It's like okay. once you, you're like a master of the clench, like that stuff to me, like does number one, translates a lot into my jiu-jitsu, like how that, that, that clench work. I still use use that clench. But it, it like mitigates a lot of these like things, you know, okay. uh, leg kicks, for instance, or head kicks, right? If it's close. So I like dirty boxing. I like that closing the distance on okay. your face. And that style, like I think translates well in jiu-jitsu, but it's also good self-defense and also saves me from getting hurt from injury prevention right yeah exactly um i want to bring this back to anime yeah. um we talked about trigon i know that's your favorite anime are there any lessons before i do that what is is he vash the stampede like i don't is that is that what this is okay i just it's just the big mystery and i imagine it'll be revealed in the next 10 episodes but yeah, not even not even like okay. the first beginning part of Trigon is like you're this like mysterious character that you're like following around as he's like really doesn't want anything to do with anyone but he somehow gets dragged in these situations where he kind of has to be a hero and um, he's like goes out of his way to like help other people and you learn his whole backstory and I don't want to spoil it because I really yeah. think the reveal is interesting yeah I'm about to start it tonight oh, it's so good <laughs> but but you 
basically learn, not spoiling, but you learn that some, you know, Vash has committed some not so great things in the past and has like a very kind of troubled past. Um, but he keeps moving forward and he keeps getting dragged into situations where he kind of has to just put his foot forward. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that level of resiliency okay. is something I for sure identify with. Okay. I'm always trying to just put my foot forward and not take steps backwards. Yeah. And um, that translates really well to me, to me and to my life. Okay. Okay. Were there, were there any other lessons other than that maybe you've taken away from Trigon? Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, giving, treating yourself with grace is super important, mm, right? And, yeah. that's, and that's something I really am trying to be better at for myself because I'm my worst critic um, is like allowing yourself to fail, allowing yourself to maybe like make a mistake. And just moving, again, moving forward with that. But treating yourself with grace and being like, hey, it's okay that you did that. Yeah. Maybe that was like what you needed to do to like, again, springboard yourself forward. So yeah, for sure. Treating yourself with grace, like, you know, and moving forward, I think is super, super. Okay. I'm excited to pick up some new things. No, the grace thing is, we talked about this um, off camera about who I used to be and how I would lie, for lack of a better word, over-exaggerate. Um mainly because I moved around a lot and I didn't know how to fit in. I just wanted to be accepted and liked by people. Now where I'm at, it's like I give myself a lot of grace for that, but there's also a very rigid of, no, you cannot break that line. You can have grace for, uh, you know, the little white lies that, you know, you kind of have to tell to, like your girlfriend, for, does, this, does this make me look fat? Well, do you think it makes you look fat? No, you look good. You know what I mean? Whatever the case. Not that I have that issue with my girlfriend. I'm just saying those kind of things. You give yourself grace for those, but you're very rigid and disciplined on, no, everything else is principle. And having that grace, I think, has helped me as a person. And and like you were saying, progress forward and move forward and just like leave the past where it was and always move forward in in a better, better trajectory. Yeah. So I went to school for psychology, right? I have my master's degree in forensic psychology. And um, one of the things you kind of learn, uh, number one, how, how people learn, um, but it's also how to like train your, yourself. And I think you need some kind of framework, a, a guideline to govern yourself. Mm. So what you're saying is like, you have a line that yes. you set for yourself, right? Yes. And that line, line is subjective. It's whatever you want it to be. But there's your, your, you know, um, your current self and then like your ideal self. And usually if there's a, a dissonance between the two, it creates this thing called cognitive dissonance where we always are like having to resolve. So if like you don't feel like your current self is lining up with who you want to be, mm-hmm. you're going to have to resolve that somehow. And so it's good to have some kind of framework or guideline to live your life by. And for me, it was like jujitsu helped give that rigid framework yeah. for me of like who I want to be and how I want to get there. And it was like the best way. Some people it's religion, some people it's a hobby, whatever it is, but you need a framework for sure. I definitely, I definitely agree because I was going to say like part of having grace, like for me, my version of having grace is I'm a big dude. Like when, whenever I get submitted, mm. people kind of look at it a different way than mm. everyone else does. But I have to have that humility within myself, that grace within myself to like not get hung up on what everyone thinks of me mm-hmm. or what everyone sees when they look at me. I have to look at, okay, how can I fix this and how can I get better at this? And whenever I dropped that insecurity of mine, that's whenever my jujitsu game started progressing. Because I, at first, I fucking hated no gi. Because I'm, I'm a chubby dude, and like the, I get sweaty, and the thing just sticks to my stomach. Or like, whenever you look at the pictures, it's a bunch of normal sized people, and then me. And like, it was just so hard for me to kind of want to keep coming back. Yeah. 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 Going back to your teaching. How do you go about, is there a framework that Misfits has for the curriculum for the week or the month, or do you get to create that yourself? Because you're talking, there's a lot of black belts. How does that work in your gym? Yeah, so for our gym, we get like a theme of the month or like a move of the month, a position of the month, really. Um, so like, we'll, like for instance, right now we just restarted our curriculum. Okay. Right? So we're starting with stand-up because that's like the first thing that you do, and then everyone is going to get to teach their own style of what they do for stand-up, right? So, for instance, Jimmy's, like, a really great wrestler. Okay. He loves wrestling. Um, I hate wrestling. <laughs> I hate wrestling. So I don't want to do wrestling. But you know what? Jimmy, Jimmy actually has wrestled. So it's cool. You can go to his class and you can learn wrestling. For me, 
what I'm going to be teaching. It, it's really like what works for me. And yeah. that's a lot of judo. It's a lot of trips. It's uchimata. It's like, okay. it's really using my opponent's weight. This push-pull concept, that works for me. And so you can learn it from mine. Okay. And then, you know, other people like Eric or Yvette will teach some, uh, something different that works for them, their style. And so it's really this amalgamation of like every instructor's style, but it's centered around this position or this move, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so you get to learn it from, you know, a million different ways. That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous school to be at, especially like if someone hits every class every week, mm -hmm. they're going to become some savages. Yeah. And that's the cool thing, right? Because it's like, there's so many different body types that you yeah. can really find someone who like you like connect with more. Like Jimmy's a short guy. He's got little arms. He's got little legs. But man, that guy, his Kimuras, it's like those things are, are locked in. Um, same thing for any of our instructors. They have a style and a game. And it's like, again, it's cool because you yeah. can find what you like. Um, I'm a little bit more flexible. Right? I, I come at you just with some new school stuff. So yeah. it's different. But yeah, so that's usually kind of how our curriculum works. We you know start with the, with the the move of the month or the position of the month, and we go from there, and everyone gets to do it. So for me personally, it's really what works for me, but it's also like um, giving you a foundation, right? Okay. So I know that Jimmy's gonna be covering wrestling. Like yeah, I can teach you a double leg, I can teach you a single leg, I can teach you, you know, some of these positions. They're not necessarily what I like to do, but I, I try to give everyone a, a super basic foundation of everything that I feel like you got to know. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that, man. Can't wait to start training up there now. Uh, uh, you you touched, you hit my favorite, my favorite takedowns of Uchimata. I and I, yeah, I love that It's just that so good. Shit. It's satisfying. As soon yeah. as you hit it, and like, it's just, it's fucking satisfying. <laughs> I mean, that, that, like in like a fireman scare, or like a hip toss, those feel like a real good when you do them. You're like, ah, oh, this is, this is, this is good. I, I won't lie. I hate that, like having to drop my center of gravity underneath yours. So yeah. I've never hit like a satisfying hip toss. Like I've hit hip tosses, but never to like, oh yeah, I did that. I did that shit. But the fireman's carry is one, another one I love. Yeah. And then the act, the acts, uh, what is it? I forget, like you kind of step across their body and you have a cross collar, like the cross collar in the sleeve, and you just kind of like treat it like you're chopping a tree, like you're just dropping all your like, weight. Just like down. snap down. Yeah. Yeah. Th those are my three main takedowns, right? I there. mean, you only need three. Okay. I do uh, sacrifice throw two on uh, two on one lapel sacrifice throw. That's one takedown I do, and then everything else is just try to. <laughs> scramble yeah. we don't do stand up nearly enough but yeah. I don't think any like jujitsu practitioner does like I think they find their one that they like and then they're like that was exhausting so to the ground let's <laughs> start so, from yeah. the ground my, my professor who gave me my black belt Tabron Lee um, he is an amazing like judo practitioner and um, he has this like six move series where it's like all from this like lock this like body like headlock um, and it's like the most intuitive um, series I've ever done. Mm -hmm. So you guys should come through and, and, and learn it. Cause it's, it's like teaches you the basics of judo without like going through all the judo-ness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of that stuff's super important, but like you have to learn like in small baby steps. And again, that's another one of like this teaching methodology methodology that I have is this like intentionality and mm -hmm. like this, building of behavior and, and that comes from like the psychology aspect of successful approximations where it's like you have a goal and then it's like every, you got to set little goals though before we get to the big goal yeah. so this takedown is super intimidating and, and it's not fun to do if we just go and i just throw you and you don't know how to land so yeah. it's like building the foundation and your confidence and then that way you like it because we don't do it enough to like want to be good at it or feel good about it yeah, well me so I took a liking because my grandfather was a, got his black belt in judo, and that's I took a liking to it immediately. Um, I didn't get as good as him, but I still it's still something I like foot sweeps, all yeah. of that. And then I ha I always have wrestling to kind of go back to, but I I don't know I just like it because of the satisfaction, the finesse of it all, and like you said, it, like whenever you learn how to do it with like steps, like okay, first you need to get your entry like whether it's you coming forward or you pulling them mm -hmm. whatever is more comfortable for you so I, i'm I, I gotta check that class out, yeah. man. is that is that professor at misfits with you as well yeah he comes through he has his own program he uh, works for lapd in the hollywood division he, has, he works for like 
uh, the Hollywood Pals. Um, okay. Is, and it's super cool. Uh, but he's like also helping kids, you know. And, yeah, and that's. Like, so it's. It's all about the kids for me, man. That's, yeah. Um, there is, speaking of, uh, they're not kids, but white belts. Mm-hmm. Those are essentially your kids. Um, do you have any advice for any white belts that that are new or maybe struggling with finding their path? You are talking about figuring out if you want to be a competitor or an instructor. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone? Yeah, my friend R asked me the same question from uh, JJTI. He's in has a school in La Mirada, and he goes around and asks Arturo. people. Yeah, Arturo, I know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Actually, he's the one who uh, introduced me to Armand at ASA. That's the reason awesome. why I ended up at ASA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, his whole jam is asking people and giving advice and filming. You know, uh, what would you tell a white belt? You know, if they were first starting, and I say the same thing to anyone who I would talk about. You know, if they're going to go down this path, is like again, um, six successful approximation super huge so being intentional with your training so when you're coming in you got to set some kind of goal right and it's got to be small and it's got to be achievable so if you're first getting on the mat if your goal is like i'm going to tap people out like Mm -hmm. that's you're going to not have a good time yeah right when do we start learning how to tap people out we learn how to tap tap someone else out no so the first goal has got to be like i'm just going to get on the mat I'm going to go on the mat consistently for one time a week, two times a week. Yeah. And you do that and that feels good. And then you want to like add the next goal and the goals get more complex. Next goal is, all right, you know, I want to survive for a minute. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so for me, it's like, that's what I would tell a white belt. Like be really intentional about what you want set those small goals so you can actually achieve them and then feel good about those things. So then you want to come back. Okay. And then the other thing I would say is try to leave your ego kind of at the mat and just like be open to the process because so, so many so many times we get people who come in and they bring their baggage and then it's like it also it stops their jiu-jitsu because then they're not getting better. Yeah. And then if you're not getting better, then you don't want to do it. Yeah. So for me, it's always like this positive feedback loop of like you do something, you do something you tried, reward yourself, treat yourself with grace and then do more. So okay. for white belts, I think that's huge. It's like yeah. just being, you know, active, okay. be consistent. Dope, dope. Um, then I kind of do you have a do you have a, one more question do you have a question because I, I have like, one final question so that's why I'm asking I, I have like a dorky question bro honestly nah, like, back to anime <laughs> so like I don't know about the rest of you guys but like whenever I'm competing I have an anime character that in my mind like I embody like I'm here to fuck you up <laughs> like, like this character do you have that character for you that like whenever you're like in the gym and it's just a day you want to stretch your legs and oppose your will do you have that character that you're like yeah yeah, I think there's a few, but I really like in Demon Slayer this like this like uh, the breathing arts, right? Of like mm. you know Tanjiro and just like being able to like these different breathing styles will like do different things. So sometimes I like I'm big into my breath work, like when I'm doing jujitsu. But like sometimes I'll just take that deep breath and be like, all right, dude, like, yeah, this time. is this is what's up. Like yeah. it's time for this mist yeah. breathing right now. <laughs> yeah, Kokushibo is like the the guy in Demon Slayer, like the six eyed guy, the uh, first. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, I know exactly. That guy is yeah. like, that guy's my. So I, uh, I cheated. I so there's some parts I skipped. Yeah. I seen, I read the manga where uh, Zenetsu like wakes up. Yeah. Um, I didn't read that fight because I just kind of want to see it animated. Oh, so it can be great. But I, I'm, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. That's 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 my jam. So I'll, I'll embody that guy, dude. Okay. Wait, who style. is your character? I didn't. We haven't even had this conversation. Who's so, yours? I have two, right? Now. I love villains. I don't know what's wrong with me. I always have Madara Uchiha. And oh. uh, right now, I've been feeling a lot. I, I've been uh, digging uh, Sakuna from JJK just because he's, he's such a dick, bro. <laughs> Sakuna, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, but he, he's a villain to the point where it's like, yeah, he's a villain, but whoever stop, like, he's looking for someone to stop it. That's pretty yeah. much what he's looking for. That's it. It's like Hisoka, he wants that fight. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I got a nice uh, Hyperfly came out with the Jujutsu Kaisen Sukunagi. They did? Oh. It's so I have it so good. Ooh, so my, good. Is it like purple? No, I'll show it to you. It's it's like it's it's like robe. It's white and it has the blue Ooh, on the yeah. stripes and the stars and it's got yeah, that Sukuna yeah. on the back. Ooh, it's yeah. crisp. My last tournament, this guy came out in like a JJK Megamigi, and it was before I knew anything about Maharaga. I was like, he's wearing Megami? Nah. <laughs> I, I can't lose to this guy. Like, can't sleep on him, man. I am. Um, no, I just copped a Vegeta 
uh, gi from Fusion. Fusion. Fight I gear. love Fusion. Oh fight. man, yeah. I, I've just—it'll be my first gi from them, so I'll see if I. You I've could, got a lot. Good reviews. I've got the TMNT gi. I'm a huge okay. Ninja Turtle fan. Their TMNT gi is, is fire. I love it. Yeah. And and I have a the. Dragon Ball Z, two of them. I have the orange one. Okay, yeah. And then I have the, the original one that they made. So, yeah, they're, nice. they're good stuff. Uh, this wasn't on the list, but I'm going to ask this now since we're talking about geese and gear. Like, do you have this top five gi brands? Yeah, okay. Number one, Inverted Gear. Okay. My friends at Inverted Gear, Nelson and Hillary, hands down, amazing people, but amazing quality in, in their stuff. So, if ever someone's like, hey, I want a new gi, I'm like, yo, Inverted Gear, number one. Just like great quality, uh, love the colors, the fits, the different styles. This is one of the only gi companies I know that like has different materials in their gis. Okay. Right? So there's like heavy geese, light geese, but then there's like bamboo geese and like different diamond weave, pearl weave. So, okay. um, but definitely inverted gear, I think my number one, like okay. most favorite company. Um, I love Fusion Fight. Okay. Fusion Fight Gear has amazing stuff too. And they got some fancy, cool stuff. They got like good properties. So, I, but I love the quality of that. Um, Hyperfly's been super cool. Mm -hmm. Their stuff has been great. So I think those are like my top three. Top, I was okay. gonna like buy buy geese. It's usually those. Okay. I've uh, I'm a I'm a sandable guy. <laughs> like, but but uh, you guys were talking about the ripping the crotches. I yeah. feel like out of all the geese I've had, I've never ripped those crotches. Yeah. And I've ripped um, my Vanguard pants, my Vitals, like my showy rolls, uh, my Atomas. I've ripped the crotches. Sandable, never ripped a crotch. Not once. I don't think I've ever ripped like a gi ever. I've never had a gi, my gi ripped. So maybe it, that's what I'm saying. Those... It, it's like, so like, I have a few problems with like jujitsu pants and it's not like, it's not like, like. It, I just have big ass quads, bro. And like, whenever I start moving, and like after like a few rolls, they'll rip. They'll yeah. rip like either right here or like straight into the crotch. And just you gotta get the ones that have like the almost like the rash guard material in the crotch. The, the, and, the stretchy yes. material. Okay. And then that like, not all there. There was a, a company, uh, Peel Gi, that had this like what I'm talking about. This like crotch. Like football pants. Yeah, and it was like amazing. Okay. It's like the best pants I've ever had, but you know it's hard to find. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some research because I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gotta get bigger pants, in, man. Don't yeah. let people grab your pants. <laughs> the, cra the crazy thing is, it's never when they're grabbing my pants. It's like if I go to like big step over to like pad. It's me. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Pants, it's me. So you just got too much muscle. Um, it's every it's a good time problem to have. It's every time I'll tell you. I have it on camera. Every time I go to do um, like the double leg drills, you know, when you're going across the uh, mat in the beginning, the warm ups. Every time, that's when I rip it. It's I take that step, I lower my level, and it's a wrap. So no more takedowns for me in pants because of that. Fair. I'll fight through it. I'll, I'll I'll fight a whole tournament with my ass out if I have to. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah, man. Okay, I do. This is we're we're gonna wrap up here. This is gonna be my final question for you. Um, so if you have any questions after that, I'm gonna brainstorm you know. while you go. But uh, my final question is, since becoming a head instructor at Misfits, um, is are there any surprises or anything that you didn't expect that have kind of come up that you've had to figure out how to you know, navigate through as a teacher and instructor? Yeah, I think there's a few. I think um, when you first open a school, thankfully for us, we had like a foundation. We had people who are already into training with us. And so we didn't start with no members. Yeah. But if you were going to open a school now, the difficulty of like getting traffic uh, into people into your school is, is hard when you're first starting. Mm -hmm. Like those first couple classes that you have, they might only have like three people and that's okay. Okay. But you have to have that this expectation and a reasonable expectation that like my school is not going to have 20 people on the map the first day. Okay. Um, and so like growing organically, I think is like a really big thing um, to make sure you're mindful of um, and not to rush that. Um, now you're going to be like tempted to, you know, promote on social media and go through Yelp or Google reviews. All these things help and those mm -hmm. are great. But I'll tell you the number one thing how we get new people is from word of mouth. Okay. Okay. So to me, that's like, that's super important because if, if you like it and, and you're, you know, you have a good product, like you're going to advertise for me. 
by talking about how good my school is. Yeah. Right. And that to me was something that like we had to learn, like, or try to figure out like, well, is it the Yelp that's helping? Is it this helping? Or is it promoting on Instagram? Is that helping? Like, no, really? It's just like people want to come because they come to check out our open mats or they, they come, uh, you know, they know someone or whatever, or they meet, meet yeah. one of us. And then we're like, all right, well, oh, I, I learned about misfits through for this person. And then you come through and it's like, all right. And then you now you know what's up. So for me, it's like growing organically, having those reasonable expectations is important. And then um, also being confident in your product okay. is going to be, I think, singularly the most important thing. Uh, we had a school who opened up down the street from us maybe like a couple of months after we really? opened. Wow. Same okay. street. And, you know, a lot of people came up to me and they were like, hey, dude, like, did you hear about this school opening up? Like, does that make you mad? Like, are you worried? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And our response is, no, we're not worried. We're, they're not a threat. You know why? Because we're confident in our product. Like, we know that what we have is something special. And so I don't need to worry about what someone else is doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. Yeah. So um, I think that helps a lot because it's like, yeah, you can go check the school out. You can go to check out any number of schools that are close by to us. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're sticking with us. And that's a reason because are confident you like us all right yeah it's that's like it. it's like dating the harder you try and hold on the more yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna yeah run away. that is true it's true i pushed like a lot of women away in my life but it's good i pushed all i pushed all the wrong ones away yeah, you, so i gotta get one you can push the right one that yeah. falls in place yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens yeah things fall apart for better things to fall together man so. I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm not even gonna say i pushed them all away i i like Whenever I first got to San Diego, I made the conscious decision, like, oh, no, I can't make it tonight. Why? I told you I have jiu-jitsu at 7. <laughs> no, I jiu number one priority. If you're trying to leak up at, like, 9.30, we can go watch a movie or something. But I have jiu-jitsu at 7. Jiu-jitsu. And open mat, like, the after class rolling to, like, 7.30. So. You know, that's fair. If you can fit in. It's always number one. Um, George, thank you for joining us. Um yes, sir. Are there any things you want to promote or shout out before we get off yeah, of here? There's a few things I think are kind of cool. Um, Misfits Open Mat. We hope I host okay. an open mat every Sunday. Yeah, 10 yes. to 12. Um, scope us out on Instagram, Misfits Club BJJ. Uh, we post all of our schedules, all of our events. One mm-hmm. again, the biggest thing for me is developing this like cross train community. So last year, you know, we went to like 13 different places. And we had even more come to our gym. Um, okay. So I'm always looking to go network with other schools. So we do like field trips, like at least once a month where we're going to go to another school and learn, learn their styles, hang out with those people. Like so that. you, you know, check out on social media cause we always post that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so I'd encourage you to come to an open mat, come to one of our events, oh, come yeah. check out a class. If you want to train with us. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, just saying.co. That's my uh, anime sponsorship. They make the amazing rash guards and, and spats. Um, discount code all for one. All for all one. and for one, like as in forty one. And uh, you get you know fifteen percent off. That code changes every couple months where they'll it like will boost, but usually it's fifteen percent off. But it could be more. Uh, but they make the sickest rash guards. And so. it's just saying like super saying, right? Got it. You know, yeah. Like, so yeah. when you said all for one, I thought you were saying all for one, but yeah. I like the little all trick. 41. All forty. I like it. It makes I like simple. It. You can be like, all right, got that. Man, we didn't even talk about my jujitsu at all. We, I mean, my hair. I keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is off of My Hero Academia, yeah, yeah. but I keep calling My Hero Academia my, my jujitsu now because I'm so involved in this podcast. Yeah, that's your school name, man. That's that's your brand. Uh, yes, one sir. day, one day. Well, um, go go ahead. I was just gonna say, look, whenever it gets to the point where we have that many people in the school doing wild shit like that, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. I mean, I mean that's kind of how I look at uh, jujitsu in general. Is jujitsu is a big class one A for me. So the people that I meet, the people that we end up, I foster relationships with, they're just essentially in my class one A. You know, that's how I, I feel the same it. way. So whenever you guys you ever open a school, you let us know. We'll come through. No, throws, thank you. Know? Yeah, no, that's. We got we got years. We got years. <laughs> right. Before I even start like playing, I I want to wait until I get my brown belt before yeah. I start like same same. Well, you got people. You got a, our community tapped into. You know that you can use as resources and advice and all these things are are great. So thank you. Appreciate. It. Actually, we really do like the cross training. If um. Uh, on our other shows, we talked about this. Is like, why don't gyms do that more? And we think it's important. 
for to one to bolster the community, two to also just get better jujitsu. Because we were talking about this is how do you get better if you're only training with the same five guys or the same yeah. ten guys, especially if you're going out the competition. So, yeah. yeah. George, I like, I, like, I like misfit style. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, YouTube, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, if you guys are listening to us on any of the podcast platforms, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, DJ, why don't you sign us off, bro? What you mean? You Just sign mean. us off, man. Sign us off. You got this. Yo, thanks for listening. You know, like, comment, subscribe. And like I say every time, if y'all trying to catch a roll, let me know where to go. Come and get the smoke. We tapping out. Y'all have a great day. Have a day. Good one. Day? What, what was that? Y'all, y'all. Great year. Whatever. God bless. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Only today. Only today. All right. Only today. <laughs>